Jamesy the Band. Find their music at jamesythebandband.bandcamp.com. Shout out to my cousin, Cole Hem, singer-songwriter, with the band Jamesy. The shadows never last. to the broadcast. Time to take off the mask. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Charles. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to A Fool's Journey. So, Michael, I just want to describe to you where I came up with the name A Fool's Journey. Are you familiar at all with the tarot deck? Um, I'm... A little bit familiar. You uh, show me a few of the cards, but I, the actual purpose, I am still unclear what it is. Um, so the tarot deck is, a, is many things, actually. Okay. Uh, one thing is it's a playing deck, mm-hmm. or it's related to the playing decks of medieval times. Another thing the tarot deck is, is um, a divinity tool. And what, that, what the concept is there is that you have 72 cards mm-hmm. which all represent aspects of existence similar to Carl Jung's archetypes. Okay. So it's a kind of a depth psychology tool. When they say divination, we have a different idea in our mind today. But back mm-hmm. in the day, I think a lot of people understood this to be Kind of like depth psychology. Oh, for sure. And you could also throw a lot of creative beliefs and imaginative experiences into depth psychology mm-hmm. with, with a lot of benefits, as we're finding out now with the exploration of psychedelics and psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. So you have these archetypes, and you kind of just pull them out of the deck at random, although it's... The belief there is, or the theory behind it, is that there is no random. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely no random. 
if there was random, we would unlikely we are we would be less likely to exist. Mm-hmm. A lot less likely to the point where we probably wouldn't exist. Never mind how we exist so perfectly. Yeah. With all this harmony around us, all this structure, doesn't seem to be random. Mm-hmm. So you eliminate coincidence and you just pull at random or freely from the deck and whatever archetype mm-hmm. you've pulled you examine your situation from that perspective that's actually really interesting it's an, it's incredibly interesting an incredibly useful tool mm-hmm. but it's uh it's been labeled as hogwash and poppycosh mm. and it's not it's not it's it's very similar to Carl Jung's depth psychology. In fact, I have on order a tarot deck that is structured and based on exactly Carl Jung's theories and images. Mm-hmm. And it comes with a book, and I'm going to use it as a tool to study Carl Jung, actually. Yeah. That'll be my introduction to Carl Jung. Because um, I really don't know anything apart uh, from mm. just outside kind of uh, peripheral information of him. For sure. I only know a few things, just certain archetypes. Um, one that I was fascinated with for a while was the, the shadow archetype, actually. The shadow archetype. Which was, um, you, the shadow is always a part of you. It's always there. But if you don't embrace the shadow, the shadow will mutate and grow stronger and stronger. So in reference to your problems, to your weaknesses, if you ignore them and don't uh, acknowledge their existence... They will just only further to grow and mutate to more different, bigger problems than you had before. But if you embrace them and accept them, then you could be shadow be a part of you and it can help you with life in a way. Well, that that archetype is uh, an ancient one. It's it's in our it's in the Hebrew Bible uh, as Shatan or Satan uh, being basically not an not an entity rather than adversity sent. By God, and sometimes it was per- personified, and there were other person personifications of the devil, etc., that were more pagan ideas that got uh, blended with that idea, mm-hmm. uh, more of a way to uh, um, uh, condemn and and outcast uh, pagans, basically from society, yeah. uh, not as so much as a actual. You know, it's original intent because I believe mm-hmm. that all religions are basically uh, tools that we can use to tap into consciousness. Mm-hmm. And consciousness um, seems to have an architecture just like physical reality. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that's what people believe is God. And, uh, and I'm really too, too, uh, too stupid of a monkey to really even have a, a true opinion on it. Mm-hmm. True knowledge on it. I know that we have consciousness. Yeah. And consciousness seems to be external to the physical realm. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. And apart from that, uh, I, it's all theory and myth. Mm-hmm. But, um, but we're going to deal with shadow. But first I just want to tell you about the fool. The fool archetype is card number zero. Hmm. What do you think of that? I don't know what to think about that. Like, I know, it's curious, isn't it? Zero. So the original ten in ancient times mm-hmm. was not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No, it wasn't. It was 
Zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh. Interesting because nine and below mm-hmm. are the numbers used to make up all the other numbers. Even zero is used to make up other numbers. Yeah. So you need zero. You need nothing to have something. Mm-hmm. Think about that a moment. You need nothing to have something. <laughs> what <Wow>. the fuck? <laughs> How I thought of it originally was when you, this is my uh, fresh opinion of, I'm completely uh, out of my depth with tar- uh, tarot cards in general, but the zero represents how you start off a fool. You, at the very beginning, you are a fool, and that's a part of you, but you always, you were, you start off a fool, and you always will stay a fool in a certain way. And, and maybe I'm wrong, that's just my uh, gut opinion right, right now. Well, there's the song, Everybody Plays the Fool, and uh, somebody told me once, uh, a very kind of rogue philosopher told me that uh, that's there's nothing nothing more true than that, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that is I believe that that is true, and um, so the fool card mm-hmm. has the picture of a guy walking off a cliff, packed for a journey, mm-hmm. happy and unaware, with his head to the clouds he's looking at the sky or the clouds did he have a smile on his face again i I, I can't remember but it in different decks it's different but Mm -hmm. an original thing was head to the clouds and a dog which the dog represented tricking the trickster um the um the duality the back and forth of life the, mm-hmm. is it going to go this way? Is it going to go that way? Which way does the cookie crumble? Or, um, you know, how dogs, uh, dogs basically could be uh, your best friend or they could bite you. Um, mm-hmm. It depends on their mood and, and depends on the circumstances and depends on kind of fate. Yeah. But we already talked about, you know, fate is, there's so many dynamics to existence. I mean, we could go on forever. Mm-hmm. Um and it does. <laughs> uh, but the fool is walking off a cliff. Like, he doesn't even know the dangers that await him. Mm-hmm. He's got this little playful thing, playful attitude. His head's in the sky. He's on an adventure. He is the, the potential of nothingness. There's another mathematical uh, kind of theory, understanding law. I'm not sure. But they compare... Um, They say that there's very little difference between nothing and infinity. Okay. Which is interesting. Nothing Mm -hmm. is infinite. Hmm. It equals and a lot of a lot of great minds have have kind of said that. And I can't quote you. I'm very uneducated. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm a master electrician. My education's there. Um, I'm kind of I'm I'm an intermediate, you know, with mm-hmm. my uh, with my readings. But you also like to play with new ideas. You're not. I love gonna... to play with new ideas, and I'm out there talking to interesting people. And I could I can I can understand concepts. So I mm-hmm. and I retain knowledge that's interesting to me. So this is where all this is coming from. But you can check my facts and look into these things, and you'll see that you know there's and and those are just interesting ideas to kind of play with. Like nothing is infinity. Yeah, I played with that idea for months before I got comfortable enough to kind of leave it alone. Hmm. 
And I learned so many things playing with that idea. I'll tell you the truth. I did. I can't really... I wouldn't go into it now because we're on a different topic today. But, mm-hmm. but, um, but I urge everybody to kind of just play with new ideas, especially with things like the tarot deck or Carl Jung's archetypes or, um, or uh, witchcraft or even mm-hmm. look into your own religion and your own customs, ancient customs of your own peoples, whatever it is. There's usually these, there's usually a lot to gain. Oh, from, sure. from all these things that we've kind of left behind that have been left to us from our ancestors. There's mm-hmm. a reason they left it to us. They thought it was valuable. We shouldn't condemn it without really exploring what they thought was valuable about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so back to the fool. So everybody at some point is nothing. Mm-hmm. And everybody is that baby, that child. Yeah. It's a young, it's a youthful man walking off the cliff. So there's this also mm-hmm. element of youth. The potential. The next card is the Magus. Okay. The Magus means what? Sorry. Is that the, just mag- the Magus is the magician. Okay. I called it the Magus because of another deck calling it the Magus. Mm-hmm. But same thing. I've magician. heard the term before. I just didn't know uh, for sure. And he's basically uh, mas- mastered or mastering the four elements. So basically from nothing become kind of like the four elements or existence yeah. and you, you have to kind of master. So it's all, a, it's a journey, right? But mm-hmm. the whole tarot deck, the first 22 cards are called the major arcana. The other 70, the other ones, 50, whatever, um, are, are the uh, minor arcana and that's the whole deck. But some readers in divination only use the 22 cards, the okay. major arcana. And that's enough depth psychology just in the major arcana to get you a lot of info mm-hmm. um, uh, just at random, a lot of perspective. So which four archetypes do you see yourself most in? Because I feel like the most value you can find from these tarot cards especially would be relating with these archetypes, seeing yourself in these cards. I think that, um, well, actually, I'm, uh, I've been a guest at some magical rituals, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, my card in two years has been the magus or the magician. Okay. So I am currently mastering the elements, mastering physical existence, mm-hmm. mastering my own psychology, mastering my body, my moves, this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. These are the things that the magician does. Yeah. The magician goes into the depths of his psychology. He's beginning the journey. He's card number one. After that, there's like the empress, the hierophant, the priestess, the emperor, all these different... I don't know the exact order, but eventually you get to the celestial modalities. Mm. The star, the moon, okay. the sun. And those are Carl Jung archetypes right there. They are, uh, according to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I trust you, but yeah. I, I have no doubt that they would be. Mm-hmm. Because they're archetypes, like there's all kinds of sun and moon worshipping cults oh, for sure. in, our, in our ancestry. And that's probably because, A, those things truly affect our existence in a physical way. Mm-hmm. And, B, they also most likely affect us in a consciousness way, even by subliminal energies. Mm-hmm. So simple as light and dark. Even just by passing light over us, they could be affecting our consciousness. In fact, they allow us to see, mm-hmm. literally. 
Exactly. So they do affect our consciousness because that is the number one filter for mm. us to, to get to get all our stuff. So the fool's journey is about the infinite potential of being open, mm-hmm. of being playful, of being um, adventuresome, and being a risk taker. Mm-hmm. The trickster is a risk taker. You have to give him something. He, he causes mm-hmm. you, he, he challenges you in history. The trickster is an archetype that pagans use. Mm-hmm. Dog-headed, even Hermes, oh, yeah. god of knowledge. He is the he is the 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 archetype of knowledge, mm-hmm. the trickster. Loki because you learn, too. yeah, Loki. Mm-hmm. You learn, you learn knowledge through tricks and adventure and play. Oh, for sure. What do children do? Ninety percent of their woken time, they play tricks. They. F- what do psychologists say about that? I, that I is sh- how they learn. Hmm. That most of our learning is done through play. Mm-hmm. Most of our early learning is done through play. Really? And play is a tool for learning. This is why I play. Because mm-hmm. I'm always learning. And I'm always playing because you got to have it. It's got to be interesting, God damn it. Oh, for sure. There's a lot of weird, kooky geniuses out there. And you basically uh, lay the foundation for your children's happiness levels. Like later in life, if you get, like mm-hmm. basically show them that it's fun to learn. It, that it's okay to love, it's okay to show emotion, it's okay to fail, it's okay to be a fool, then those, even if they don't consciously think about that later in life, subconsciously, most people have that always with them. And those are invaluable skills. That yeah. Yeah, so um, I think I've basically explained the fool. Mm-hmm. So this is interesting, because right now I'm the Magus. Yeah. And even literally, look at my title in life. I'm a master electrician. That's what I was thinking. I was like, you do control the flow I of do electrons. Control, yes. <laughs> exactly. I do control the flow of electrons literally as mm-hmm. my career. Yeah. I also train other people, which is what a Magus would do too. You have mm-hmm. students and shit like that. So I guess I am a fucking Magus. Yeah. Weird. Yay. <laughs> Look at me. Magus Charlie. (laughs) I wonder what that warlock uh, guy thought when he went to school with that uh, warlock. I was was not a Magus then. I was a fool then. Oh, no. That guy became an electrician. Imagine he's just like a a warlock who's just uh, conducting the flow of electrons. I should explain that. I knew a man named Paul Zach in uh, apprentice school uh, in college, uh, George Brown in the university. Uh, uh, George Brown College in Toronto I mean uh, Casaloma Campus shout out mm-hmm. anyways those all the electricians a lot of electricians in Toronto at least half of them come from George Brown camp, Campus mm-hmm. mechanics come from there jewelers come from there hairdressers stylists all that stuff it's a pretty cool campus yeah uh, kind of boring building but uh, but the campus puts out a lot of like interesting people um, but Back to the, while I was there, Paul Zach was this guy who who dressed like a war warlock, mm-hmm. and I asked him, and he took, I, and I was always the curious fellow, so I like I really was a fool. Mm-hmm. I, I, when I was your age in apprentice school, I was like, I I struggled with shyness and 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 uh, dating, so I literally asked all men how they got laid. Mm-hmm. And like, listen to all their fucking stories. 
I, I would talk to anybody of any different culture about their culture, any different religion about their religion, ask them questions in mm. earnest and with respect. Yeah. And this guy was a warlock, so I needed... He was the only warlock I ever fucking knew. <laughs> so I needed to know about his religion, his culture. <laughs> and he told me that he, he was... Um, he told me that he believed in all this magical warlocky stuff and uh, and whatever. And I said okay, but like I don't think like you're not talking to people about that because I saw that he was actually getting like really punished with the other electricians. Hmm. Like um, there's like a mob mentality, and the trades are pretty like ruthless. Like the trades. Okay, I'm a trades guy, even though I'm very intelligent. I'm a trades guy because I was a wild child mm. and you couldn't fucking put me. And I also like, I got into a car accident and basically my father had to spend my university funds on keeping me out of jail, etc. Mm. And he always told me about that yeah. when I, when I was in college instead of university and stuff. But I had the, I have the IQ to become a doctor or a professor and I do actually have a goal later in life to get a PhD in something. Yeah. Just because, just to prove it to myself. Maybe Philosophy would be, would be a really interesting one to go into, maybe. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Whatever I want to do, I'll do. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the, uh, the uh, he was getting ridiculed and stuff, and, and his name was unfortunately Paul Zack. So... We transformed it, like the crowd transformed it into ball sack. Mm -hmm. And there would be like on our floor, the fourth floor of, uh, of the campus. Maybe it was the fifth, I can't remember. You just hear guys walking around the corner and if Paul Zach was by himself, they'd yell out, ball sack! Like mm -hmm. that. And just yeah. like torment this guy. And you know, maybe it was a little bit funny. A little bit, but not at, I didn't like the, I didn't ever like humor at other people's expense. Mm -hmm. So I went and I talked to him. I made sure he was okay. He wasn't really okay with it all, but he was, he told me he would survive it. Like it was no big deal. And then I asked him why he dresses like that. And he said he was a warlock. And then I asked him what a warlock was. He told me just a little bit about it and said, I should look it up on the internet if I'm really interested. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then, and then he said, uh, and then I asked him a very daunting, I daunted him with this question. I said, um, well, if you're, and this is all during shop class, so we're like wiring up a wall. Mm -hmm. And I say, and, uh, and I'm like, um, so Paul, like, uh, does being a warlock require you to dress like this? Yeah. Like, kind of like a Harry Krishna has to wear orange, or maybe they don't. I don't know. Yeah. Like, what, what's going on with you? And he says, no, I don't have to dress like this. And I said, well, did you realize that you're being, like, really fucked with in a hard way mm. because of the way you dress? And he said, well, that's those people's problems because I'm dressing like this because I'm a warlock and mm -hmm. I'm a proud warlock. And I said, but look, your pride is causing you all this pain. Yeah. I have to respect that in a weird way, though. He's... I respected him. Mm -hmm. And I told him I respected him while I was saying these things. I was like, you know, I've got to respect you for doing that. But... If it's really causing you him might, much, You yeah. might be 
an even better warlock if you didn't have the harassment at work all day, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so it's funny that you just brought him up as the Magus. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I later on YouTube saw a guy giving lectures somewhere around the world named Paul Zach, spelt the same way, and he mm. had the same body type, but he was totally clean cut. He could have been the warlock, may not have been the warlock. I don't know. Maybe he changed his career and became a public speaker after I told him and, yeah. and like went all clean cut. <laughs> after I told him, that'd after I trippy. opened his that'd eyes, really, that'd be really trippy if that happened, but I did see this other Paul Zach, or maybe the same one, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, So I, I creatively like to think I maybe influenced him and, and empowered him so much that he became a public speaker around the world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's just my own... Uh, ego wanting uh but maybe he uh like your imagination maybe he's actually like controlling electrons and robbing yeah. banks and shit <laughs> no i just imagine like you call an electrician like you know warlock comes in and you're like okay <laughs> yeah. yeah he's like i'll fix it i'll do a great job just don't mind my apparel down, yeah long black hair down to his ass a top hat is that oh my god <laughs> yeah he's totally warlock <laughs> He, he wasn't even goth. He was just warlock. It was different than goth. That should be his calling card. People would fuck, fucking like watch him wire and be like... Warlock electric? Yeah. <laughs> People get really drunk and watch him wire things. Be like, I never thought I would see this. Like, what's happening? That's a good, that's a He's good, good at gig. his job. He's that's good at his gig. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Oh, we got this warlock. He comes in a fucking leather outfit and fucking <laughs> wires up your house in the summertime, man. Fucking balls must be totally oh, shaped. <laughs> Mr. Ballzack. <laughs> Ballzack. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to it. Ew. We are talking about electrical. And I just wanted to say something. Back in my time, look at what I did. Like, I just traveled around and in my career and in my adventures I fucking drank, got high, fucked around, did did stupid shit with stupid people mm-hmm. just to have fun, just to explore. I also like was humble enough to give people uh, due respect and ask them about their own cultures, their own beliefs, their mm-hmm. own aspirations. I would give interest to their interests. Um, I was a big fool. Yeah. A big fool card. No, but I think for so many years that was a really. I think that's a good part of your personality, though. Like you, not gonna try to go surface level small talk, just not be awkward in a conversation. You will genuinely, you're genuinely curious about people's different, different perspectives in life, and like what their religious opinions are, what their, um, like any of like these really touchy subjects that you go in a really respectful, and level headed manner. It's interesting. You learn a deeper level of people than exactly most people wouldn't really and know. And why about. not learn that level? Why just write someone off because they're different? That's so disappointing to me. It's like, oh my god, mm-hmm. why, why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. I grew up in a cult, in a society, in a in a suburb where everybody was one culture. Mm-hmm. I was bored out of my fucking mind, man. Yeah. And I wasn't part of that culture, which made it more dynamic for me. Like, mm-hmm. I would go over and the old-timers wouldn't speak to me because I couldn't speak Italian mm. and shit like that. Or they'd speak to me in Italian yeah. and kind of force me to try to understand. It's kind of humiliating, too. And, and mm. I learned that that kind of, like, 
shut in lifestyle. What we actually, some of the more adventurous people from my community, we called it the rectangle, hmm. the Maple Woodbridge Italian rectangle. Oh, okay. And we'd say, you know, look at our look at our fellows here in this community. They never leave the rectangle. Oof. They don't even go to Toronto. They I would, don't leave the fucking rectangle. I would never want to do that. That would freak me out. Yeah. That'd freak me out. Like, yeah. I, like I understand if you can, like, afford it and you just... Like, maybe they go yeah. to Yorkdale for shopping at a mall or, you know, like, something. But, or to a concert mm-hmm. or to a fancy restaurant or maybe to a club. But other than that, rectangle full-time. You die the place you're born and you know the same <laughs> people. That's just... Hey, but we can't diss it because, you know, not everybody's as adventurous as we seem to be. Yeah. But that's what I want to say. You are a lot like me. We're a lot different too, Mm -hmm. but you're a lot like me. And and I see you. Your Mm -hmm. stage right now is the fool. Yeah, 100%. And that's cool to me. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's really cool that you're actually interested both in electrical and the podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. Special thanks to Jamesy the Band, jamesytheband.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening to The Fool's Journey.